and happy Sabbath. Good morning. Good morning. Like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to invite you to stand this morning as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Amen. Amen. We set our work aside. We set our work aside. And we leave our cares behind. On this day of Sabbath rest. Come on, we could do better than that. Amen. Somebody. Amen. Anybody. Amen. Everybody. Come on, will you walk with me? Will you talk with me? Will you go along with me? Praise the Lord. Everybody. We are blessed and highly favored to be in the house of the Lord. Just what can I get an amen in the house today? Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be in God's house just one more time. I'm so glad to be back home. You don't know, my Lord, my Lord. <laughs> I thank God for traveling mercies and just keeping us over the dangerous the dangerous highways and byways to be able to be covered by the blood of the lamb oh you don't know what you're missing if you're not covered by the blood of the lamb if jesus isn't your savior if he isn't your friend somebody that you can call on 
someone that will be with you through thick and thin. He is faithful, and we praise God for his faithfulness. Again, we want to welcome you to our worship experience today here at Tabernacle of Praise. We thank God for you, you who are viewing online. We praise God for you. We know in this digital age, you can click a button and be in Italy and France, and you can be in all these other places, but you have decided to stick with us. And so we want to say thank you. We praise God for you, and we praise God blessings will fall upon you, and that this experience would be one that you will cherish for all eternity. I would have said for the rest of your life, but we want this to go all the way to the kingdom and beyond. <laughs> so we praise God for you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. I do have just a couple of announcements I want to share with you before we get into our time today. Um, just want to remind all of our board members that we will be connecting on this Monday. Amen. And so we want you to mark your calendars for that. We also have a second reading um, as we will be reading the um, transfer of membership of our former pastor. Amen. Pastor Cleval Hunter and our former first lady, Sister Christina Hunter. Amen. Um, they will be transferring their membership to the um, South Bend Berean SDA Church in South Bend, Indiana. And so this is the second reading. What's your pleasure? Amen. So Amen. That was a little, I, I ain't mad at you. I am not <laughs> mad at you. You know, normally as a pastor, you're saying, you're like, man, they kind of hesitated. They make you feel some kind of way. But I, listen, if I was in your shoes, I would feel this. That's a good friend of mine. We love him and we would definitely miss him. But we know that God is with him and his wife. And so that is a move. Amen. It's Amen. been moved. Is there a second? Second. Amen. I would say all opposed, but we're going to, amen. <laughs> all in favor say aye. aye. Amen. It is carried. Amen. And we want to know, we want you to know that we've been praying for uh, Pastor Hunter and his family, and um, he is doing great things there, and so he will definitely be missed here. Amen. And we will have to bring him back. Amen. Um, so we thank God for Pastor Hunter and his family. Also, we just want to encourage you to continue, amen, to be faithful, trusting God every step of the way, for he is truly um, worthy to be praised. At this time, I'm going to invite up our youth, our young people, amen. Um, sister, sister, sister Wellington, amen. Come on up here. She's going to share with us her experience from the Youth Summit, amen. Um, my daughter would be here, but she's running a tad bit, just a tad bit. But um, sister, talk to her. Good morning, church. Good morning. I cannot speak for everyone else, but for me, I believe we all had an amazing time at the Youth Summit. We were able to meet different people from across our conference, Colorado, Ohio, just everywhere. And I really enjoyed the workshops that we had. We, there was a workshop on community service done by our own pastor, Dr. Hackle, over there in Agape. And I also love our keynote speaker. I do not want to mispronounce his name. I believe it's Pastor Nawade, but his name is on the flyer. I loved his last sermon when he spoke of the woman who made room for the prophet Elijah in 2 Kings. He referenced it and he put it in a way, he told us that we need to make room for God. Amen. We need to be able to open our hearts and open our homes mm -hmm. to him. Amen. Amen. So 
I want to thank the church for helping us as youth be able to go. Amen. And it was just an amazing experience. And I cannot wait for next year. Amen. All right. And I pray that we continue to send our youth and we are continue to be able to have more youth to come so that they can experience the amazing Youth Summit. Amen. Amen, Kennedy. Thank you so much, Sister Kennedy. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And good morning, all you talk family. All right. Good morning. So, this uh, Kasai Summit was really fun. We went out to the community and helped everyone out by passing out food to people that needed it. We also had a lot of fun workshops. I mean, you can agree that, right, Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right, Thomas? We <laughs> had uh, youth shops for men or women. We had a lot of youth shops talking about outreach and pathworth. It was pretty nice. And most of the sermons, honestly, they were, they were pretty good. I'm not going to front. <laughs> so that's all I want to say. And a lot of you should probably go next year. Amen. 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 As you can see, they had um, an awesome time at our summit, which was here um, in St. Louis, Missouri, So, which was a blessing because we didn't have to drive very far. Amen. Um, and we were able to be at home in our own bed at night. Amen. Um, but we, as um, Sister Kennedy mentioned, you know, we do have next year. Um, and so we want to gear for that as well. I'm not sure the location, um, but we want to be able to support our youth. Um, as these programs are geared for and towards um, our young people. Again, we thank God for our young people. Um, and uh, they didn't uh, mention my workshop, but, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> did, did, she, did she say something? She said, Pastor. She said, no, no, no. She said, Dr. Hackle. Amen. Dr. Hackle. Amen. I feel some kind of. We want to tell you all about it. Amen. Let me get the slides ready. Amen. <laughs> but we praise God for our young people. They did enjoy um, the service, um, and I enjoyed it as well. And so we praise God for um, our youth. Um, at this time, I just encourage you to bow your heads with me as we offer a word of prayer. Let us pray. Father God, again, we are so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to come before you and worship you on this beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you for our young people and their experience. And pray that their experience at the Youth Summit would be something that they would cherish uh, for all eternity. Again, we thank you so much for the privilege of worship. Now as we enter into this space, rain down on us. Send your Shekinah glory. Cover us with your love. Let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for you truly are an amazing God. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen, amen. and amen, amen again. Amen. How many of you came to magnify the Lord this yes. morning? To lift Jesus higher. Come on and put your hands together for the Lord. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's give God some praise in his house today. Everybody that's comfortably able, come on and stand to your feet. I came to I came to magnify the Lord. Praise His holy name. Lift Him higher. Lift Jesus higher. 
come to praise never, 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 oh yes, never, never will I let the rocks cry out, never, oh never, I wish I had my help, never, oh never will I let the rocks cry out, hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord. Man, we just in the first 30 seconds of this. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was at rehearsal last night. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo. Never let the rocks cry out. But my praise, never. He's been too good. He's been better than good. Dangers seen and unseen. How he protects us. How he covers us. You don't know what was transpiring as you was preparing your pretty selves to make it here this morning. You, you, you don't know what the enemy had in store for you. While you was putting on your, your, your lips and your eyes and your shoes and your clothes. And, and, and you don't understand that, 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 that God was keeping you. Oh, never. No, 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 never. Will I let the rocks cry out for me? Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, oh my goodness, it is prayer time. Time for us to go before our Lord and Savior to lay our petitions before his throne. To be able to just talk with him just a little bit. It's not that he don't know what you're going through. It's not that, that he don't know what you, what you, what's happening in your, in your little world. It's not that God is not concerned about the small things, but he know exactly what you're going through. But he, but he still want us to come and talk with him and just lay it at his feet. He still encourages us to seek his face, to call on him. That's the kind of God that we serve. So as always, we encourage you, if you want to come close to the altar, we encourage you to do so. It's okay. As we still are practicing uh, safe distancing and still making sure that we are being pre pre protected. And, but we do encourage you to come close to the throne of God. And for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can reverently kneel as we approach God's throne. It's prayer time.
loving Lord, our Savior and our God, our King, ruler, master of everything. We come with bowed heads and humble hearts, uh, just thanking you for, for just being God. Uh, Lord, if you never do anything else for us again, uh, our Father, we understand and realize that you've done enough. Uh, laid us down last night and um, as our bodies began to wind down, uh, you, you kept us. It wasn't the sound of the alarm clock. No, 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 Lord. It wasn't the sound of, 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 of a loved one shaking us. It, 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 it was you, oh God, that woke us up this morning. It was you, my Lord, uh, uh, that breathed life into us yet again. And so we want to say thank you. Thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for caring for us in spite of our faults. Thank you for looking beyond our faults, oh God, and seeing exactly what we need. We bless you today, oh God. Oh yes, we bless you today, oh God. Lord, sickness showed up in our homes, tried to take us out. Lord, financial situations are trying to take us out. Lord, Father, but you stopped by and you said no. And so we bless you today, oh God. We give you honor, we give you praise. We give you glory to God. You're the only wise God. Besides your Father, there is none other. So we honor you today, oh God. We give you honor, oh God. We bless your name. So Father, as we come, we ask you as always, Father, to forgive us of our sins. We ask, oh God, that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that you would allow your anointing to fall afresh upon us. That when we leave this place, oh God, that we will not leave here the same way we came. But we will leave here, oh God, with a newfound love for the things of God. Because you're so good to us, you're better than good. You're so amazing to us, oh God. Eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard what you have in store for us. So we bless you today, oh God. We bless your son, Jesus. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Thank you for giving your life that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that will lead us into all truth. Oh God, we thank you. We bless you today, oh God. Lord, as we search this here congregation here today, oh God. We know that there are issues that we're going through, Father. There are concerns that are on our minds, oh God. There are things that are plaguing us, oh God. We're asking that you will move through the congregation. That you will go from seat to seat, pew to pew. Heart to heart, mind to mind, oh God. And that you will do a great thing. That whatever it is, oh God, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, we rebuke right now. Loneliness, we bind up and cast out of here. Financial situations, we rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Jesus, because we're here to give you praise. We're here to give you honor. Oh God, you're so amazing. We honor you. We thank you. We bless you. To our viewers that are viewing us online, oh God, we ask that you will do a great thing for them as well. We understand and know that they could be somewhere else, oh God, but they have chosen to worship with us today. So we bless the people of God out there in, 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 the, in the virtual space. We bless them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Do a great work today. And again, God reigned down on this service. And you have already shown yourself mighty and shown yourself strong. We ask, oh God, that you will send a fresh anointing. Be with the musicians. Be with the praise team. Be with the congregants, oh God. Be with the spoken word. Let it come across with clarity and with understanding. That at the end of the day, oh God, they will see you and not me. And we will be ever so mindful 
to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. This, my Father, we pray. In the matchless name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Let the people of God say amen one more time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Last night, while we were resting peacefully, somebody slipped into depression. Somebody went a little bit further down into hopelessness. Somebody got evicted yesterday. So the world out there needs to know that God is good. Now, it seems like it's a fewer people here today, less people. So we're going to have to talk twice as loud as we usually do. Because we have to reach that person that's way out there somewhere who needs to hear that God is good. So I'm going to say what I say, and you're going to really say what you said because we're reaching the person outside of these walls and across the street today. All right. Y'all ready? God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is so worthy to be praised. And for those out there. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you, church. Thank you for reaching out to the people out there. And if there's anyone under here who is feeling hopeless and depressed, I'm willing to talk to you anytime, any day. Amen. Give me a call. And anybody in here, because we are the body of God, Amen. we're willing to hear and listen and give you the encouragement that you need. Uh -huh. Don't hesitate. I'm going to start off with some announcements. I want to say we still have the 12 steps to success going on. You want to start a business. You want to find out what's keeping you from moving ahead, getting that job promotion. Meet with us. It's on the fourth Sabbath at 5 o'clock at Zoom. I'm going to put a flyer together for everybody. We have a Never Alone Suicide Prevention webinar. It's coming on October the 29th from 4 to 6 p.m. Please be there so you can learn how to talk to people who have lost hope. We need everybody on board. It can't be just one or two. It has to be all of us needs to be trained. Right. And it's free. Then we have a never long four-hour prayer meeting, and, uh, prayer and fasting meeting, and that's on um, October 30th. It's from 9 to 2 p.m. The speakers are awesome. They have some of the best speakers. And this is not limited to St. Louis. This is all across the uh, Central States Conference Amen. speakers from all across the conference come to this. On August 13th, that's next week, August 13th is next week, we're going to have Backpack Blessing Sabbath. Amen. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. So that all of our students, no matter what grade from, if you want to come to med school and you want to come and get your backpack blessed, come on up, come on, all the way down to kindergarten. We're going we're gonna to have backpacks for you um, and stuff to go. If you already have your backpack, not a problem. We're just going to bless it. And the pastor himself is going to give us a blessing. I hope he's praying about his blessing all week. 
so that you can get a really good blessing. And so, and so we want you to come out. Now I want to say something, too. We have one more thing that I haven't said, but it's my heart's desire. It's always my heart's desire. How many of you guys like to be on a winning team? I want to be on a winning team, right? So when it's, when it's uh, what's that football game that comes on in January? What's that thing? Super Bowl. Super Bowl, that's right. When it's Super Bowl, I'm going to root for the winning team. Now, if that team starts losing, he's not the winning team. I'm changing. Changing on because I want to be on the winning team. I'm going to shift back and forth. Now, now, if they have really cute, cute uniforms, I might stick with them a little bit, but I want to be on the winning team. So with that being said, this is the winning team. But the team wins better with 100% participation. 100% participation. That means that all of us next year, every person, so you got three months to really start praying about this thing. Next year, every last one of us, going to use our time a little bit better. That means, you know, this is hard, hard, hard. That we may have to let Dateline go or 2020. Just, you know, we may have to do some things, adjust some things so we can spend more time with God. We're going to do increase our talents or improve our talents. If you want to get a promotion, it's easy to say they won't, but we need to find out what do I need to do. So we need to start here first. So we want everybody to improve your talent, whether it's cooking, doing hair, whatever that talent is, we want you to work towards improving it. And then we want your time, your temple. This is kind of an easy one because we all, you know, we all kind of off base with this. But we want you to improve your living condition physically. So if you have high blood pressure, you absolutely know you need to be up there, out there walking a little bit, you know. If you are got a few extra pounds, you got to shed that stuff. It's holding us back. If we're eating stuff like, you know, Lee bought me a whole gallon of M&Ms yesterday. But anyway, <laughs> if you're eating the wrong thing, we got to slow that back. Time, talent, temple, and treasure. I was reading the other day in Sister White, and she says, we need to set a little bit of money aside so that we can help our families in need, right? Amen. Okay. Amen. But that doesn't mean we need to stop returning tithe and offering. Amen. What that means is we need to do both, Amen. I mean, all three. And next year, by the grace of God, by his mercy, you have three months to really start praying. I'm asking everybody to step up to 10, 5, 10% tithe, 5% offering, or 10, 10. If you bad enough, bold enough, I dare you, try 10, 10. And then next year, we want some testimonies out of the people. Because when you improve your time, talent, temple, and treasure, you're doing your part. God will do his part. So you know what? God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. 100% participation. And let's watch the church be blessed. Next year, instead of giving out our 39 or 40 uh, book bags, we want to have 100 children getting their book bags blessed Amen. right here in this sanctuary. May God be with you. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do it wrong every week. Wrote down notes. All right. 
So remember, we want to return our tithe, tithe, our tithe and offering. So we're going to ask the deacons to come down front. <laughs> we invite everybody within the sound of my voice and some of those who don't hear me. Please feel free to contribute to everybody living a better life. There's people out there who need your help. So, and if you want to help us out, you can give to Cash App, dollar sign, top giving, or you can talk to our beautiful treasurer. (laughs) (laughs) Or listen, stop by the church. We're at 1721 Parker Road. Come on in. And you can bring your gift here, and we will, be, we will receive you with open arms. And the deacons, you may um, open, you may ex- take the, the uh, tr- collect, t- collect the tithe and offering, but let me have a word of prayer. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, how grateful we are that you performed miracles for us. We were able to see, walk, talk. And Lord, we have something to return back to you because you have blessed us with him. So we ask that you will take these offerings, turn them from uh, secular use into a sacred use. And, Lord, we ask that you will extend them and allow them to provide lots for those who are poor and also for your own house and for the members of your house. In the name of Jesus, we pray and pray to you always. Amen. Amen. I think I got it right.
before we sing this song, I'd just like to give a little intro. This song came about about 15 years ago. We were merging two churches together, Kenlock and Kirkwood, and some wanted to stay and some wanted to follow the cloud. And the Lord gave Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson this song. And this song, she taught it to her son. Jeremy wrote the, did the music to it. Beverly did the words, and Jeremy took it all over the world through the military. And this song is so pertinent at these times. Make us one. Whatever you got going on in your life, in Tabernacle of Praise, we want to be made one. Made one with the Father and with our brothers and sisters. So as we sing this song, the song, the words will be on the board. So after, you, after we sing it, kind of pick it up with us and let the Spirit move and make us one. Just meditate on this beautiful song. Everybody. 
let's just stay right there. Let's just stay right there. Let's just stay right there. If you believe that in your heart of hearts, let's just stay right there. us one. one Lord thank you so much my Lord my Lord man we didn't I done felt the presence of the Lord up in here today sister Beverly we thank you for letting the Lord use you and putting those words on into song can we put our hands together for our awesome musicians over here praise the Lord my Lord thank you so much you make worship worth worshiping. Come on, somebody. We can worship Charles. You said, Brother Charles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We can worship God in the midst of all that's going on in our in our day to day. See, when you've been struggling all week long, sometimes it's hard to sing. Sometimes it's hard to get songs out. When you're laying in the bed and your body is racking with pain, sometimes it's hard to, to stay on keys. 
Sometimes you just got to just let it out. You don't worry about staying in your sopranos or altos or tenors or your basses in here. Sometimes you just got to let it out. Oh, I'm trying to get into it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Boy, y'all pushing me today. Come on, help me, Lord. <laughs> it's been good. Ah, oh, my Lord. But you know, there is a word from the Lord. There is a word from the Lord found in the book of Exodus. I sent the, I sent the, 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 the title out but I didn't con- include the text and I had so much jumping I just just sent it I said Lord let me just send it so we're in Exodus uh, chapter 34 and we want to start with verse 28 that's Exodus chapter 34 and we want to we want to chapter 34 and we want to start with verse uh, 28 when you have it please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Exodus, make sure we're in the right. Amen. Let's start with verse 29 and read down to 35. Let's start with 29 and read down to 35. Let's read this responsibly. I'll read the first and then you can read the second. And we'll switch off as we read. Exodus chapter 34. We want to begin with verse 39. When you have it, say amen. Exodus chapter 34. And we want to start with verse 29. Amen. What, I, what was I saying? 39. Charge it to my head and not my eyeballs because I'm looking dead at 29. <laughs> Amen. You, you've been there before. Amen. Exodus chapter 34. And we want to start with verse 29. And we'll read down to verse 35. Is that better? Amen. Here we go. Now we were so. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hands when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face.
all together. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went and to speak with him. Today I want us to speak or just talk a little bit on the topic, um, the presence of his power, uh, the, the, the presence of his power, God's powerful presence. Let us pray. Father God, again, we are so thankful for allowing us to gather in this place, in this space. For you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. The children of Israel, God's chosen people, the people that God has chosen to carry his message to the world, uh, the children of, of Israel, the special uh, group of folk that God looked at and found favor upon them. It wasn't anything that they've done in particular that would cause God to love them the way that he did. It wasn't any magical spell or some type of upbringing that they did that called God to want to invest so much into them. But it was God and God alone who, who chose the children of Israel to be the people to tell the world about his greatness. After God had called Moses to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, a series of events had taken place leading up to that. How did the children of Israel find themselves in bondage? We're not going to go into that. What happened? What caused them to find themselves some 400 years in slavery? But nonetheless, God's chosen people um, found themselves in a situation where their freedom was taken, stripped away, can't go as they used to, can't move as they used to, can't even choose as they once did. Now, fast forward, we see here Moses has been called to be the one to go. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Now, of course, we know the story. We're not going deep into that either because there is so much there that we can draw from. But we understand that even though Moses didn't want to go, Moses went. That's a word for somebody right there, that Moses went in spite of his, his faults, in spite of his shortcoming, in spite of his lack to speak properly, Moses still went. Moses is now at Mount Sinai. He goes up the mountain. He sees this great light. He goes up this mountain, and, and he finds himself looking at a bush 
that is burning, but it is not being consumed. Now, I would imagine if I walked up a mountain and saw a bush, Elder Wellington, that was burning, but it wasn't being consumed like Moses, I would want to get a little closer as well. For some reason, your pastor loved abandoned buildings. It's just something about buildings that are the bigger, the better. Walking through there, just seeing what they left behind. I just love abandoning. I look at them and I just, my mind just, I, I wonder what's in there. Especially, especially banks. <laughs> Ride past an abandoned bank that's been closed. Wonder what they left behind. <laughs> M- Moses saw this bush. It was burning, but it wasn't being consumed, and he drew closer, and and as he drew closer, you know how the story goes. God tells Moses to stop right there because the place you are standing is holy ground. Take your shoes off. The Bible says that Moses spent some 40 days and 40 nights up there with God just, just hanging out. And as the story goes, Moses is, is now uh, spending this time with God and the time is interrupted by the noise that was coming down uh, or coming from the bottom of the mountain. And so God had to stop his conversation with Moses had to stop as he was implementing the Ten Commandments and the law and he had to stop dead in his tracks and send Moses down the mountain because there is there was this great noise it didn't sound like a war that's what the text says uh, it, it didn't sound like the people were afraid it sounded like they were singing and dancing And now Moses now have to come down the mountain and deal with this situation. And the Bible tells us, when you read Exodus further back in chapter uh, 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 20, as you come on up 22, 23, as we approach 30, 34. Moses goes down with these tablets in his hands. He sees the ruckus that's going on. And the text says that he broke the commandments, threw them down. These stiff-necked folk, after everything that God has done for you, you have the audacity to give praise and honor to somebody else. I hope you're following me as we spend this time together. Out of all that God had done for you, given you your freedom, given you your life, raised you up out of your bed of affliction, and you telling me that you have the audacity to give praise to a lamb, a goat, an image that you created, some golden calf. It's amazing how we take the blessings that God has given us and flip it around and now we're giving praise to it. God has blessed you with an amazing job and and now the job has become so important where Sabbath has has taken the back burner. 
God has blessed you with good health. He's done amazing things for you. He's given you a good health. He's given you a clean bill of health. Hadn't been to the doctor in eons. But yet, coming to the house of worship seems to be the most daunting, the most diff, the most, tr- the most, the most, it's not even a factor. Now Moses is back up the mountain again. It's where we find our story here. Moses is now back up the mountain because those same commandments that Moses broke. Now Moses, as some would say, have to redo it. But I want to put you in on something that it wasn't Moses that wrote the commandments the first nor the second time. What Moses did, the text tells us that Moses, Moses hewed out the stone, but it was God that wrote the commandments again. So now this time Moses is on top of the mountain. Moses is now finishing their time together with he and God. God is now sharing some things with Moses. And if you just bag up just a little bit, you will find out now Moses is having a conversation with God. Just a casual conversation. Lord, let me see your glory. Let me see your face. I can just imagine spending time with God in such a way where now you're having this, this, this conversation as one would have with a friend. Let, just let me see your glory, God. Let me, let me see your face. God then tells Moses, no, well, you can't see my face. Because to look upon me means that you will have to die. But what I will do, Moses, for you, because I love you, I love you like a son. I love you, I, I, I love you like my child. What I'm going to do, Moses, I'm going to hide you in the cleft of a rock. And I'm going to let my glory come past you. And because I love you so much, I'm just going to let you get a, a peek of the backside of me. And it was at this point now, Moses began to see God in a different light. After the deliverance from Egypt and the establishing of the covenant at Mount Sinai, God had Moses go back up to the mountaintop, a distance removed from the Israelites' camp, and on the mountaintop over the course of some 40 days yet again, 40 nights, something Something unique about that 40-day, 40-night where God began to convey to Moses yet again the instructions for crafting the various tablets. See, Moses, I need you to understand that this is something very special. This is something what I'm asking you to do is what's going to keep the people of God throughout all of their life down here on earth. As a matter of fact, what I'm about to lay down before you, Moses, understand me, family of God, the, 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 the commandments are so important. If you want to see me in glory, then this has to be obeyed. There is no shortcuts. And it was at this point that God showed his love. He showed his mercy in such a way where now God gives Moses this do-over. 
Oh, I love it when God gives me a, a do-over. I love it. I love it after I, you know, I, I, I don't love it that I've messed up. I just love the fact that God loves me enough to give me a second chance. And so, and so now this here, this, the, 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 the tablets, the commandments that God had given Mo- Moses to, to share with the people of God. You see, you have to understand that, 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 that the narrative it, its focus is away from God's deliverance of the Israelites out of Egypt towards now God is dwelling with the children of Israel. God is now not talking about me, 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 me freeing you. I'm talking about me dwelling with you. So it's good to talk about the Sabbath. It's good to talk about Jesus. It's good to talk about it. But what about Jesus in you? Well, it's good that we show up here week in and week out. But what about the Jesus in you? That's where we are shifting to. That's what God is trying to establish in the children of Israel by giving them the commandments, letting them know that these are not just rules for you to obey. These are rules for you to live by. I want it to be a part of of you. That your thinking and your actions and your decision makings are all developed and grouped in the fact of the commandments that we shall not steal. We shall not. There will not be no other gods before you. And so God is laying the foundation in these, in these ten commandments. These, these uh, ten rules, if you will. The law. Just one law. Not ten laws, but one law with ten commandments. And God is saying, I want these commandments to be a part of your psyche. I want it to be a part of your being. I want it to be a part of your decision making when you're going in and when you're coming out. When you wake up in the morning, I want these commandments to be the first thing that resonate in your mind. Before you think about a job, I want you to think about me. So God is saying, I don't want to just be an afterthought. I want to be a part of you. I want to be in you. That wherever you go, I want to be right there with you. So God is now shifting the conversation. No more is it just about God delivering, which I praise God for the deliverance. I tell you, that Red Sea story, uh, how God took the children of Israel across the Red Sea, man, if that, that, is, that is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I, I, I don't know if, it, if it's because I can just imagine as they went across, the water rose up. You know, me and my thinking back in the day, if we was in 1975, amen, that's a good year for me because I didn't know the Lord. Oh, Lord, help me. I probably would have had my arm all in the water. I probably would have stuck my head in. I would have been trying to snatch the fish. I would have been doing something other than. I said that was a good time for me because that was in a time where I just didn't know no better. And God covered, as my, as my wife would say, baby fools and old folk. And I was amongst the fools. But now 
now the story shifts, the conversation shifts to now what now God is saying, I want to dwell with you. So Moses is coming down off the mountain again. But this time there are some things that's, that the children of Israel, where they once saw Moses coming down off the mountain, he had one look the first time, but now he has another look. You see, the first time Moses came down the mountain uh, after the Ten Commandments was given to him, Moses came down and he had a rod in his hand. In other words, there was judgment taking place. The children of Israel had disobeyed God. They had, they, had, they had created a golden calf. They were worshiping it. They was worshiping it in such a way, Sister Bib. The text says they were dancing naked. They began to take their clothes off. They began to just have a frenzy. There was a lot going on, and Moses was so upset that he threw the commandments and broke them. Moses declares, if you're on the Lord's side, come over here. If you're not want to be with the Lord, then I need you to stand over there. There was judgment. But this time, now in the text, as Moses is coming down the mountain, this time he's coming down in such a way where now the glory of the Lord is all over his face. Now this isn't a judgment. Now the children of Israel see the glory to the point that where they don't want to have nothing to do with God. Moses, you talk to us. Cover your face when you come down and talk to us. You see, when you have the glory of God in your life, it ought to make people around you feel uncomfortable. You see, when you really have a connection with God, when you step in the room, there ought to be a shift in the atmosphere. But I get it, I get it, because as a pastor, I get it. And sometimes my glory is tested where I have simple, some folks, some folk, not a lot of folk, but some folk, they want to swear and then apologize. And I look at them like, why are you apologizing? I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. I had to tell them, man. I tell them all the time, no, you're not. You're not sorry. And I want to just go on back to 1975. I was in 74, but I'm going to go to 75 this time. Because in 1975, if you had said, I'm sorry, I would have said something like, yes, you are, and pitiful too. But that was in 75. We in 22. We in 22. The glory of Moses, the glory of the Lord was on Moses in such a way where the people began to step back. I can't stand in front of you, Moses. Cover it up. God's presence is so powerful that even in you, it ought to cause individuals to act a certain way. It ought to cause folk, as I tell my daughters, they ought to think twice before they step to you. You have to feel like they can just run up on me. Live your life in such a way where folk don't think twice, Sister Lynette. You know what I'm talking about. Don't just run up here. So God began the work. God, God gives the tabernacle instructions. God begins to break it down. You see, after chapter 35, the story returns its focus to the tabernacle. You see, Moses began to glow as God began to share this information with Moses. And whenever God really begins to share information with you on such a level where you haven't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights, where you've just been all up in the presence of 
the Almighty. Where food is not a factor. Because the word of God declares that you said man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord thy God. Now Moses is now entering into another space. Where now food is not an option. Water is not an issue. I believe that when Moses spent that time with God. It didn't even think that he hadn't ate anything in the last 40 days. Because I'm of that old saying that time flies when you're having fun. And Moses was spending this time with God. You see, after this here story, the, uh, 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 after chapter 35, the story returns its focus to the tabernacle. And as though indeed the golden calf incident had not even happened, the story shifts. God now does something special. He does three things. I'm going to get out of your way. We see here that God is now, we see, we see God's goodness. We see God's goodness as Moses comes down this mountain. The covenant between God and Israel, even before the ink had dried, the Israelites violated the covenant through idolatry. Before the ink even got settled, before it even got in etched in real good, the Israelites was already up to no good. And yet God still shows his goodness. If I can help somebody right there, that even in your foolishness, that even even in your mess up, that even in your faults of that God still shows his goodness. How do I know? Because you're looking at me. How do I know? Because you can hear me. God's goodness woke you up this morning. God's goodness brought you to this place today. But even though we don't deserve it, God sees something in us. Even our parents and our family members sometimes have written us off, just took the rip to check out the book and said, I'm done with it. But then God comes along and grabs that check and he don't write anything in it. He just signs it. So God, God's, we see God's goodness. Towards his children. This history demonstrates the gravity of this violation in a dramatic way. You see, when Moses, uh, angered by the Israelites' unfaithfulness, literally, he smashes the tablets. Uh, he, he, he smashes it. And our lesson, however, is that Moses later brings the newly reconscribed tablets down. Now God is saying, I know you messed up because remember, now Moses had to deal with that. God said, Moses, I understand you were frustrated. And as a matter of fact, it was because of your prayers that I was going to just wipe the children out all together. But because of your prayers, Moses, I understand. That's why God said he's in touch with you. He know exactly what you're going through. He know exactly what you are experiencing. That God is not just a God that is standing on the sideline just watching you play in the game. God is saying, no, I'm not just a player in the game. Uh, let, let you play in the game. He said, not, not, not that I am the coach. I'm the referee. I'm the fifth man. I'm whatever you need. So wherever you look, I'm the scorekeeper. I'm the one that's passing out the popcorn. I'm the one doing everything. I got you. I got you. 
I just need you to trust me when you can't trace me and believe me even when believing is unbearable and when it gets a little rough even if you gotta holler I just need you to call on me just call on me so we see God's goodness not only that let me move on down the road here not only that but we see not only God's goodness but we see God's God's grace in the midst of this here story here you see you see you see God's the presence of God's within Israel we see the idolatry of the Israelites had removed God's presence from them we're talking about God's powerful presence we're talking about their it removed God's presence from them but yet God did not stop there. God did not leave it there. You see, the calamity's effect was dramatized by God's proposal to have an angel instead of God guide them henceforth into the wilderness. In other words, because you are a stick-necked people, God is saying, if, the, if you are a single moment, I should go up among you. I will consume you. In other words, you are so wicked. You are so stiff-necked. If I was to come down right now, you would be consumed. But because of my grace, because of my mercy, I'm going to send somebody in my stead. So God shows his grace. You see, the coming down of Moses from the mountain greatly enriched the miraculous, the miraculous, uh, 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 the miraculously adorned. In other words, he came down enriched with the best treasures for the he brought in his hands the two tablets of the law written with the finger of God. In other words, God did not just stop there. God said, I know you messed up Moses. I know you destroyed the, mo- the, uh, the um, tablets. I know the Israelites are messed up. Um, I know they don't deserve this, but you see, my, pi- my, my presence um, in their life uh, is all powerful. Um, in other words, my grace uh, is sufficient. Um, in other words, I need you to understand um, that this is something that has to happen. This is something that has to take place. Um, I have to do this. It is who I am. And if I don't do this, I'm not being true to me. So no matter how you feel or how you think, you have to understand and realize that what God does, he do it because of his love for you. And in staying true to who he is as God. Because he is a God that cannot lie. And when you read the word of God, when you study the word of God, you realize that there are some promises that God has made in the Bible that he said, I cannot and will not go back on. You have to understand uh, that that there are unfallen worlds uh, that are watching them, that there are some things that are taking place right now where God's character is being attacked. Uh, But God is saying, listen, um, I'm not going to worry about me. Um, I'm going to pour me in you. Uh, And I'm going to let you speak for me. And my question, my family of God, what are you saying about God? What does your life say about God? Are you talking about a God that is faithful? Are you talking about a God that can do nothing? What does your life say about the God of this creation? What are you saying about God in your life? 
Because God is saying, I trust you so much that I'm going to lay it all down for you. I'm going to lay it all down for you. That's how much God believes in you. So we can see God's grace. Not only that, let me just finish up here. As Moses come down last time, uh, we see here now God's glory. Oh, now this right here moved me because I began to think about the transfiguration. I began to think about Moses and Elijah as they were standing on the mountain, um, as they began to encourage each other. Now keep in mind that this wasn't just some casual conversation that Elijah and uh, Moses was having with Jesus. No, they, they were talking about Jesus uh, as he was now approaching um, the final days of his life here on earth. Uh, Jesus is now in a situation um, where he really don't want to go through this thing. Um, he really, if he could, um, would like to just pull out all together. And I can imagine the father uh, sitting up high, looking low, uh, seeing his son in such a place, uh, recognizing that Jesus is in a situation um, that Jesus really don't want to go through this. Uh, I mean, can you just imagine um, if you knew that just in a couple of days um, that there would be some nails driven through your hands? Uh, if you was able to just think for a moment uh, that in just a matter of moments uh, that there would be nails driven driven through your feet? Are you suggesting to me today that you will be able to just handle that? That there will be no issues in your spirit? Well, I would be, a, I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. I would be like Jesus. If I can get out of this thing, Father, if there is any other way, if there is some other way that you can take this from me and let the, and let your children be made whole, other than me laying my life down, if there is any other way God uh, I would just ask if you could just go that route uh, but God looks at his son um, and he lets his son know uh, that there is no other way uh, so much so I'm going to send you uh, some encouragement uh, so the Bible says uh, that he sends Moses and Elijah uh, and as they stood on that mountain top uh, the same mountain that Moses uh, wrote those commandments on uh, now they're on the mountain top uh, and I can just in my mind's eye my brother. I could just imagine a conversation uh, that was taking place. Uh, that Jesus uh, was not really feeling it right now. Uh, that Jesus uh, was really wanting to just throw in the towel. Uh, but I can hear Moses uh, on the backside saying, uh, Jesus uh, you can do it. Uh, Jesus uh, you can make it. Uh, and I can hear Elijah stepping in uh, and encouraging Jesus uh, and saying something like, uh, go Jesus, go Jesus, go, go Jesus, go Jesus, go. And I can just imagine uh, that now my Jesus uh, is beginning to feel a little help. Uh, so now uh, Jesus is able to face the cross. But before that, Moses, the Bible says, comes down the mountain to me it seems as if God was setting this thing up all the way back in Exodus when Moses came down the mountain as when Jesus came down the mountain now Moses has such a look on his face that calls folk now to bag up and give him 50 feet now Moses is displaying the glory of the almighty now Moses is showing a side of, of God that the children wasn't ready to see uh, and Moses is now able to speak to the people. 
But see, God's powerful presence in the life of Moses is an indicator that God is able to do whatever he said that he's able to do. Would all to suggest to us, my sister, that when trouble, trials, issues, or whatever show up, uh, that I'd learn to look to the hills uh, from which cometh my help. Uh, my help comes from the Lord uh, who made the heavens and the earth. I trust him in the midst of it all. So God's glory, the role of Moses as mediator between God and Israel. Now Moses is the spokesperson. He's speaking on behalf of God. No more are they questioning Moses at this point. No more are they looking at Moses some kind of way. Not at this point. But you know how we are as people. Just give us about three or four days. Just give us about three or four days. And we're right back there again. We broke that old 45 out. Some of us, the eight track. Come on, help me, Lord. And we're playing that song again. Woe is me. Why me, Lord? And the Lord got to snap you back in 2022 and drop you on iTunes. (laughs) To let you know that I am faithful, that I got you. And about three, four days later go by. Some of us still got eight, got got cassette players. I know I got some. Who I got? I know I got some. My wife keeps trying to get me to get rid of them, but I just won't do it. (laughs) I'm finishing up here. Our lesson captures all God's glory, God's presence, God's goodness at the foot of the mountain. The Israelites can clearly see that God, that Moses is indeed this mediator who speaks for God. My brothers and sisters, I just want you to be encouraged along the way and know that God is standing there, right there, right here. And I understand and know that no matter how rough it gets, and it gets rough, family of God. I stay here because the reality is we've been dealing with stuff every day. And when we come to the household of faith, this is the conversation. How can I hold on just to why am I even bothered with this thing? It seems as if the more I try, the harder it gets. I take one step forward and I get knocked back three. But then we come to the household of faith. And we hear testimonies of other individuals that have gone through the week and how God has blessed them. And, and then we hear the singing of the, of the choir, the praise team, and, and we're inspired. And then we hear a word from the Lord and we're inspired to go back out there and do it again. And then we go back out there and do it again. And then we go back out there and do it again. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. But I come too far. 
I don't believe he brought me this far to turn his back on me. That's why I can say I don't feel no waste time. I don't feel no waste time. I've come too far from where he's from where I started from. Hallelujah. Do I have a witness? Nobody told me. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know about you. But I can't give up on him now. I know some of us sitting out here, you've been in the valley, you've been thinking about it, it's something that's been on you. But you know, you know what you need to do. The truth of the matter is, it's time to put the Tonka toys up, it's time to put the GI Joes up. It's time to put the little toys up. It's time to get serious with God. I know no other way to say it but the way I know how to say it. I tried to come across fake and fictitious. I just have to be me. Because I don't feel. I don't feel no waste time. Hey. Too far from where I started from. Nobody told me. Nobody. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't. Hey, hey. I don't believe. Come on. I don't. Oh, if I had some help in here today, we could just do it. Come on, I don't. To leave me. To. I know there's somebody here that needs to come on down here and give their life to the Lord. I remember my daughter when she was young, she used to say something like this. She'd say, the struggle is real. Somebody's struggling today and I want you to know that it is real. We all struggling with something. Something is going on and all. That's why we here. So if you're that person, we just want to invite you to come on down. We want to pray with you. We want to see what we can do to get you ready for the kingdom. Because he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Is there one? I don't. I don't believe he brought me to lead me. We're about to pray. We're about to pray. But I don't want to end without giving you that opportunity. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. I don't feel no waste time. Come too far. Come on. Praise God. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Come on down. Come on down. Nobody told me. the road praise the Lord come on let's put our hands together to lead me
there's somebody else that need to come on down we want to encourage you to come on down we know God is faithful we know God is faithful this is a good place to be the enemy don't want you to be in here that's why he's making it so hard for you to make up your mind because he knows that once you get in here once you turn your life over to Jesus that you're going to do big and great things that God will rob take you from his hand that's why we're here I don't he brought I don't believe. Come on, family. Hey, I don't. Yes, sir. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe. Hey, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe. To leave me. I don't believe. He's brought me this. To leave me. To leave me. We know that God is a very present help in a time of storm. We know God is a very present help. As we bow our heads, know that God is here know that God is here. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, so honored to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. You are so wonderful. Almighty God, Prince of Peace. Lord, we thank you for the lives that have come down, the souls that have come down, displaying their, their commitment to you, oh God. We pray right now, oh God, that you will seal the deal, that you will keep us ever before thee, oh God. Thank you so much what you've done, what you're doing. And what you're about to do. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. Don't get tired, folks. It's too late to get tired now. Let's stay in God's presence. Amen. Father, we're so thankful for this message, Lord, that you've given your manservant today. Lord, we want to stay in your presence, Father. We want to bask in your presence. We come against every, every foul spirit, Lord, that will try to break that bond, Lord. So keep us, Lord, by your keeping power, Lord Jesus. When, we're, when we are attacked by the enemy, Lord, 
place a hedge of protection about us, Father. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before your presence. To the only wise God, our Savior, be both dominion and power forever and ever. We pray together. Amen. Amen. Now let's go out and tell the world about Jesus. Tell them about his love. Before we go, I just want to remind you on next week, we had some to come in after the announcement was made, Lakita. We want all you children, all children, anybody that's going to school, come on in next week. If you don't have a book bag, let us know before you leave today. Bring your book bags if you have them, teachers, counselors, anyone that's dealing with our children, parents. You need to come on out because we're going to be praying for you too on next Saturday. So we want all of us to come out. We want a parade in here of children. We, we want to be able to say to somebody, we got to go back and get some more book bags because we got too many children in here today. So tell some child, tell some parent, tell some student that we're going to be blessing those book bags. We're going to be blessing those children. We're going to be blessing those teachers as they head back into the school year in Jesus' name. As you go, tell the world. Bye.